Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Start It Up podcast. We've got the Friday edition with Jamal and I. Uh, except today, Jamal, we've got a uh, we've got a, we're thrown for a loop a little bit. You know what that is? No, explain it to me. So joining us now is Matthew. So Jamal and I put out, and we mean it. We're like, hey, we we want your feedback. Which, by the way, I got a lot of feedback this week. Uh, I'm still asking people if they want me to read their names online. Please let me know. But I've got a couple people that I am going to bring up later today. But Matthew uh, emailed us this really long email saying, hey, A, I've been following the show for a while. Thank you, Matthew. And B, here's what I'd do to mix things up. And we specifically asked for that, didn't we, Jamal? Oh, yeah, we did. So it was nice to hear from somebody. I'm like, you know what? What the heck? Let's throw him on here and talk about this crazy, wacky idea he has. <laughs> One, to show that we we mean what we say and we say what we mean. Um, but I was kind of intrigued with what you had there. So, Matthew, introduce yourself. Tell people where you are, which isn't technically Canada, but kind of is, and uh, what your idea is. Oh, yeah, sure. So, my name's Matthew Barbercheck, and I I teach in uh, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. So, yeah, it's it's part of Wisconsin. You know, everyone shows you the mitten, uh, but then always there's another part of Michigan beyond the mitten. Uh, and we literally get left off the map sometimes, but it's a beautiful place to live. I love living here and, uh, it's cold. It's cold. Very cold. <laughs> Jamal but, uh, couldn't live. Jamal could not survive. <laughs> no, I couldn't. Um, it was 70 here and I had a sweater on. Today. Oh boy. Oh boy. Wow. I, yeah, I'd be yeah. in a freezing cold. <laughs> I'd be going to the beach that temperature. Yeah. I yeah, know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, I teach up here, and I teach in a, a very small rural school. I mean, we're on a we're on the four day week. We did that. I mean, really? Yeah. Cool. Um, really. Yup. Yeah. So every Monday, I have every Monday off, which is nice. Uh, we go a little bit longer every day. We go till about four o'clock, four ten, and awesome. uh, yeah. So it's it's pretty cool for definitely from a preparation standpoint and also like a resetting standpoint for the weekend. You don't have the I don't get the Sunday blues like I used to, you know, uh, not that I ever dreaded going into work, but sometimes it felt like the weekend just went too quick and then it would kind of wear on you that you let it go by too quick. But that yeah. three day weekend really helps with that. Awesome. Well, let's jump right in. So you you. you uh wrote this, this awesome email, which you appreciate it. And you're like, Hey, well, long time listener, first time emailer. And, and, uh, you had this shop slash Spanish slash CAD slash let's, let's get into, here's what I would want my perfect scenario to be. Cause I, I loved it. It was just like, okay, we need to, we need to talk about this. So let, let's get into it. Yeah. So, uh, that's part of the comes with, working in a small school is you got to be willing to wear a lot of hats just because there's not enough. Uh, there's no way to justify a full-time Spanish teacher or full-time shop teacher or full-time CAD teacher. And so you got to be, you got to be almost multi-certified if you want to get into some of these smaller schools um, in these rural areas or they find loopholes to get you multi-certified. And so what I, I teach all those classes, and what, what I was pitching to you guys as I was kind of doing this and the pressure's really on now. I'm kind of like, oh boy, you know, I, that's part of the reason I did that. I wanted the pressure. I wanted, 
uh, some accountability for, for some of these ideas because I think they can go somewhere. But my ideal scenario that I'm working towards right now is as I teach the shop classes, I teach the CAD classes. I work with students from sixth grade all the way up to 12th grade. I mean, I'm their only shop teacher. I'm their only CAD teacher. I'm their only Spanish teacher. My girlfriend here teaches English. She's, a, she's the only English teacher they got from sixth through 12th grade. Uh, so the relationships that are established are very long-term and they're very strong, like sometimes uh, overpowering strong because you're like, realize you might be spending more time with these kids and their parents. And, uh, but I want to take advantage of that. I want to hack that. I want to, you know, I got you at sixth grade. I can, I can start reverse engineering you early and figuring you out early and get you in the shop, get you doing some skilled labor. We all know there's a skills gap needs to be addressed. And so get you in there, get you figuring out what, what type of skilled labor you might want to be doing and get you, uh, get you, get you making money doing it, you know? And so what I pitched to you guys, when you, when you asked for that K through, you asked for that K through five entrepreneurship, I was like, yeah, that's a really cool idea. That's what I'm thinking. Something like that. And I wasn't pitching for the, the money, but I was just more like, you know, these guys got, they're on the right track. This is sweet. You know, this is, these are, these are people I need to be connecting with. So my idea for my shop class, you know, you go back to kids are in shop class and you might build a cutting board and, and then I got to charge you for that cutting board to help pay for the next cutting board. And what that does is it, you're in, you end up serving a couple of different gods. So you end up serving the God of, of profit, right? Or money. And when your nature as a teacher is to serve the God of like learning, right? So if he makes a junk cutting board and then he pays for that or she pays for that and then they take that home and who knows what, what, what is $5 skin in the game, you know, for, for you, Jamal and I, $5 skin in the game may be a completely different, different thing. It's, it's hard to say. So I just always kind of hated that. It was very awkward. I didn't like managing it. And I got to thinking, is there a way around this? And can I meet other objectives beyond uh, making cutting boards? And I'm just using cutting boards as an example. We do all sorts of different things, but it's a pretty easy to tip of the tongue example. And can, can we do more? Because I'm really not concerned whether Jill becomes a, a, a welder or, or Bill becomes a cabinet maker. You know, I, I just want Jill to be Jill and be, Bill to be Bill and whatever their objectives need to be. I want to, I want to work towards that. So I've made the shop super flexible where we can do a little bit of of woodworking, a little bit of metalworking and a little bit of your small engine interests and a little bit of things that you're into. And I, I work to get the environment very flexible to match your interests. And then, all right. So instead of you make, you pay for your cutting board, what if, what if you make a cutting board and we put it on the market and the money that you profit goes, goes into your account? You, Bill, Billy has his own account. He sells his cutting board. He makes a, a profit. Uh, he figures it cost him three bucks to, 
to build it. He sells it for six. Now he's got six bucks. Maybe he does. He builds a birdhouse. He sells it for twelve bucks. No, let, let just, me, yeah. Let me ask you a question though. So, like, would the school? Because I got myself in the hot water once. <clears throat> I um <laughs> don't want to really visit this, but. <clears throat> The cost of the the labor or the machinery, or would the school say, you know, take that off the top? Um, you know, their 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 costs involved, right? So, would the you know, I know that you're from a smaller school, and that really helps tremendously. Uh, but let's just say that uh, for the sake of purposes, like they have to give the school back their their costs, like you know, the the five dollars in wood, and let's just say they paid them. The two dollars and the time they set they spent using the machinery w- would that be a part of your process? Yeah, you know I'm, I'm glad I'm kind of glad you brought that up. Um, we are I'm in a small school. It's pretty flexible and that they they really trust my judgment. But uh, I will say part of the motive to do something like this was to get in my own bubble of of income. So I guess you make this cutting board if it's coming out of that fund, the student fund that I already have established, and it's a, it's a, almost like a closed loop system by that point, then I want to say the school doesn't have anything to worry about. You know, when, I, when the blade breaks, I just reach into that fund, buy a new blade, and I make sure that that overhead, mm-hmm. and we talk about this with, with in my students too, you know, what's the overhead of a project? You know, 10% wear and tear on tooling, is needs to be figured out in the cost of your cutting board. Now, you know, the cost, where are you going to price it at? And so if I can kind of get that closed loop system, there's, that'll help me out because it'll um, kind of get me off the, uh, of a dependency on them where. Yeah. Well, no, I I think it's the right thing to do period because you know, so many times that students get conditioned to like using the school equipment for free. Well, when you leave school, <laughs> nothing's for free. So I think having that built in as a call, I mean, although I will say this is just me being a homer. That's one of the things I appreciate about Purdue University. Um, but university time, you don't have to reimburse them. Anyway, I, I digress. But I do like the fact though, that you, you would, you'd say, you know, what's, what's the cost of the wear and tear on the, on the, on the machinery and everything else, because the school should, you know, I don't want to say get paid back, but at least cover their costs. I think that's real world. Yeah. One thing that I want to add as a principal, I'm listening to you talk about the class and I'm thinking how cool um, it would be to have something like that. And I think the the learning experience um, as far as the fundraising portion of that class would be, extremely authentic if you consider the fact that you have these students who need to calculate their overhead costs for their projects right um you know obviously they would start small but then you would be in sort of a way teaching them basic entrepreneurial principles throughout the school day so part of your class could be how do you generate the funding to um get into your market or to generate the income to do your project. Yeah, I think that like that would be a huge kind of uh, objective because like I said, I really don't care if Jill becomes a welder or Bill becomes a cabinet maker. You know what I mean? Like um, I I don't like the whole notion of we got to decide, you got to know this information Uh, by this, by the point I get to them, they've got their fundamentals down. Let's get them doing 
something they want to be doing. And as far as like, yeah, them learning to, okay, how are you going to market that cutting board? And we could take that, uh, we could take that on as a class or could let students take that on individually. Eventually I, I foresee them going many different directions. We do all kind of have to start at the same base. There's that kind of acquisition of skills. I think, you know, Don, you've talked about that some in some of your uh, previous work, you know, there's an acquisition of skills uh, that's a little bit different in my environment where you, you've got to acquire the skills to operate the machinery safely and you've got to acquire the skills to uh, perform a level of craftsmanship that the market will accept. But even if the market doesn't accept it, this is what I like about this idea. If you make a crappy cutting board, the market doesn't accept it. Yeah. It, it's on, it's on the market. Yeah. It's totally. no longer this. I'm the judge, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. I, matter of fact, I, I miss that. Like I, I used to run a film fest even and some of my kids that play second or third, they're like, but our, our, our film is getting way more views and getting critical claim. Yep. You know, the validation is the validation. So I, you're right. If they put out a really crummy product and no one buys it, you're like, hey, look, your mom might buy it because she feels sorry for you. But, you know, other than that, <laughs> yeah. you, you have to have some skills. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, that, I, what Jamal was talking about, starting small, one thing we run into a shop, and, and Don, you've talked about this too. Uh, I think you call it um, a pet, uh, ignorant optimism, ignorant yeah. Uh, yeah. Uninformed, yeah. Uninformed optimism. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uninformed optimism. I run into that tons in the shop where a student says, you know, I'm going to build this, this huge gun rack. And it's like, <laughs> no, you're not. You know, you're, you're more in love with the idea than you are doing it. And I've, I've been on the uh, side of that where I'm like, oh yeah, sure. I've been sold on it. And then I'm like, whoa, you're not dude. like, you just made yeah. a bunch of wood smaller. And now I got a bunch of smaller pieces of wood I got to figure out what to do with. Um, so that's like, so what I like about, again, it, it takes so much judgment off my shoulders and takes me, distances me from the, the authoritarian in the room and says like, no, you got to ladder up to that gun cabinet, you know, like cutting board, birdhouse, uh, cabinet, you know, gun cap, whatever. You got to ladder up to that and then, by the nature of the market, you've proven the scale and scope of project you can take on. Right. There are two things I want to to say. One, first, I think that one of the fundamental problems with schools in general, if we're going to reinvent schools, is the mindset that we um, facilitate within our young people. Mainly the the mindset of I have I have a skill, and because I have this skill. I can get a job and because I have a job, I should get paid to do whatever it is that I'm, that I'm skilled at. And then the market says um, something different. Right. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, there, there are times where you have a young prodigy who probably can build that um, gun case or a rifle case or, 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 or whatever they can build. They won. Sometimes, um, the, the, the system that we've been brought up on or how we perceive the world um, where you have to get to levels to things. Um, some people are, pre are prepared right now. Sometimes we can stifle that if we're not, if we're not careful um, in our approach to how we develop them. I think also too, one of the things that 
I think we miss is you mentioned the the fact that you know you the, the students have to get the skill sets to build and they have to develop those skill sets somewhere where the the other side that we never teach in school is how to hustle because there's a there's a level of hustle that goes into facilitating your skill set because if you don't have hustle to facilitate your skill set, then you will just be the greatest person that nobody ever, ever knew. I think the biggest thing Grant Cardone says in one of his books, he talks about uh, getting out of getting out of obscurity. And a lot of times we remain in obscurity because we don't have the hustle to get our, to get our talents in the forefront in the minds of people who would actually buy our products. Because realistically, if you're going to sell 1000 units of any product that you sell you're going to have to get it in front of a million people mm. and it's just that hustle yeah that's true i mean yeah you know once they finish their product you know other than and do you would you have a rule i mean we're all making this up as we go along i'd have a rule like your mom can't buy it yeah for sure <laughs> you know i yeah I, get out of obscurity yeah. well and I, I'm just, that's why i'm so glad that i'm talking to you guys about this because i this is, this, these are the questions that need to be asked. Um, and this is something I've thought about and I've kind of ran it by some people and just haven't had the, the insight to run it by with, pe- with people of your insight. And I think that that should be a rule because the other, the other dilemma I was contemplating too is can, can if Jimmy's dad wants to donate $25 to Jimmy's account, do I allow that? And well, I mean, the market is going to, I like the idea we're going on that you can't have mom and dad buy it. Yeah. Mainly because, you know, just for sustainability, you know, is this a one-off? Is are you, can you replicate it? Right. Can you get your cost down? I mean, these are all things that the kids can after, like, you know what? It's true. If you can sell a thing, if you can sell one thing to your parent that is nothing and i think that's that's the Mm -hmm. that's the big crossover of them being you know what a good boy am i because i sold a 25 dollar you know trinket to my mom right when all of a sudden somebody's willing to pay 30 dollars, and then you have two and three people that are interested that's Mm -hmm. when that light bulb goes off and that's that's the challenge i'm wanting more teachers to make you know and i'm not throwing any sort of of as we all you cool kids say shade um, <laughs> any, anybody's way but like oh we you know we we you know we made you know product x and we sold it to people well people being parents and it was a one-time thing that's yeah. awesome i love that i seriously love that but when all of a sudden you can create something that the general public might want to help out with and support and buy and do it again and again and again now your kids start getting onto a whole new level of wait, we could replicate this. We could get the cost of labor down. We could, you know, scale this up. That's when my eyes light up. You you know, and you know, I think, I think what makes my eyes light up is the thought of someone taking advantage of the market in which they live in. Um, I, there's a house across the street from my, from my house, as a matter of fact, and I look at it, well, it's not across the street. It's like adjacent like another street, but like I, I drive past it and, and it needs to be rehabbed. And I drive past it every day. And I say, man, if I had the skill sets, 
and the resources to go into that house and rehab it and turn a profit on it, like it's a no brainer for me. I would. That's something that's available in my market that I simply don't have the skill set to do. I, I may have the mind and awareness to do it, but I don't have the skill set. So in, in your setting, you can literally help students develop the mind, the mindfulness of their market with, with, with the class that we're talking about and also help them develop the skill sets that they need to execute. No matter what it is, whether if, if it's selling golf balls or you know getting right. from the swamp and reselling those, like that's that's mindfulness and skill set. I was um, working with some kids in my school, and I um, and I asked them, some some second graders, and I asked them, I said, "Hey, you know, what would you?" Uh, I said, "If I gave you twenty dollars, could you turn it into a hundred dollars in ten days?" Right. And the, their initial thought, you know how kids think money grows on trees, right? Their initial mm-hmm. thought was, well, I just wait, you know, five days. If you give me $20 a day, then you'll give me $20, you know, for the next five days. And now I have $100 in five days because that's how long it'll take me to get $100. Like their mind didn't go to, you know, let me go buy, you know, maybe 40 candy bars and sell them for a dollar a piece or, or something that, that they knew. Then I asked them, I said, hey, you know, what about the word invest? What about the word, um, you know, profit? Like, like, have you heard these words before? Some of them were like, no. So, so to to teach the the kids those skills, because I said this on the, on uh, on another episode of ours, you can spend a lot of time writing job applications, or you can spend a lot of time writing business uh, proposals and business plans. They take about the same amount of time, but yep. they require a completely different skill set. Yep. Oh, for yep. sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I want, my dream is, you know, I got six years to work with these kids, reverse engineer them, figure them out, get them in a lab space where they can either uh, manufacture and sell what they're manufacturing. They can uh, build. And, and so which I like think of building is more what you're talking about with the house across the street uh, and sell that service or, or they can service, they can service that lawnmower and, and be able to say, it's going to take me this much time to service that lawnmower and I'm going to bill you this much that's going to go into my shop credit. Uh, and I want to come back to like, can they sell it to their mom? So, because I think that's like, a, again, I got, I got to hash that out for sure. That's an important part that I got to hash out because I run into a couple issues. Um, one, it's a very like small community. So if it's not being sold to mom, it's being sold to aunt or uncle, you know, like, uh, pretty quickly. Uh, and then, uh, let's see. So if I say, all right, it can't go to, it can't go to mom. It's got to go to the true market. Uh, well, here's the other issue with it going to mom, which, which is why I like that you guys are pushing me on this is because believe it or not. And I, I, I give kids a lot of, a lot of flack for this, but I, I, they'll tell me that they know their mom is more forgiving than any other audience out there. Uh, they know they can take a pretty crummy, uh, cutting board to their mom and their mom be like, Oh, this is great. And they'll tell me, Oh, it's for my mom. It's okay. Now (laughs) a regular customer won't. Yep. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So where a regular customer will have a a higher, uh, higher criteria judge judgment of criteria there. So, uh, so yeah, but to get them like hustling, like you're saying, Jamal, that's really I mean, I got six years with them in an environment where I get to really get to work with them 
closely. Um, they also have the potential to do some CAD work and design work, you know, and they, they do that. There's a lot of overlap there with when they work with me. So, um, basically, yeah. well, I mean, you, you kind of went into that on your email and, and not that people could read that, but your level two of, you know, them starting to, you know, specialize of service and, and them having, um, you know, make things that are more centric to what they are, are wanting to do, you know, jewelry making, timber, home building, plastic injection, molding, whatever. I, I liked that in the sense that you, you kind of wanted to stair step this as like beginner projects and then because you, you had this wonderful luxury of having them for six years. Now, that's the one thing that I, I wish more people would learn from people like Matthew is that these smaller rural, rural schools or smaller schools in general have this wonderful advantage of being small and being nimble. And, and no matter what it takes you or where it takes you, just having the mindset of like, you know, we're going to create and we're going to put it out there to the world to judge. Um, I, you know, I, I love that because they're, they're not going to feel the pressure of just selling. Well, I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean, like selling bad wrapping paper or peanut butter bread all door to door, like my kids used to do um, that they could, you know, they could produce something tangible and something authentic and, um, and have the realness of, Hey, look, kid, your design sucks. <laughs> There's no way in heck I'm paying $25 for that. Yeah. And uh, we've already got some of that going on because I've, I've been implementing this in prototype mode and there's some, there's some cutting boards. I, I let them go where they could design their own hand or we did spoon carvings too. And uh, you, you get some really weird spoon shapes that show up and they don't move. They're still on the shelf. And I think I'm going to have to implement like, uh, okay, after the, after they don't move for so long, we gotta, we gotta put them on clearance. Like, your product just went on clearance. There's your feedback, right? I mean, yeah, it's market validation right there. Mm-hmm. And just teaching them those terms. I mean, I don't know. I, I I love that. I love the fact that again, you're 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 looking at avenues of opportunities. You're seeing that your smallness is your nimbleness and your advantage, which I I absolutely love. And you're trying to get them to create. I mean, it, uh, essentially. In a lot of ways, this would brought Jamal and I together. You know, <laughs> he had some yeah. students out there hustling as well. And um, as a matter of fact, oh my gosh, we together we we represent really the three major um, paths here. You know, Jamal is more urban, and and I'm more suburbia, and you're more oh yeah, really rural. And um, you know, and, and all of us play to our strengths. You know, you know when Jamal and I met he was like, well, that works for your suburbia kids. Here's what my kids do. And we started comparing notes and, and, uh, right. right. I, I love it. I, I hear you, Don. And, and I do, I love playing that strength. The fact that we're in a small town, one thing that like, I don't know, my school is kind of on a doom and gloom deadline. We got a mine that's supporting us and it might shut down and 2023 is the year. And I don't know how long we'll last after that, how, you know, we could last forever. We could shut down that year. I don't know, but that, that doom and gloom is everywhere, right. In some way, shape or form. And, but the way I look at that is I'm in a very small town and these kids that I'm teaching now, I may have to go to them for a job someday. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> this school yeah. Shuts down. I might have to go to that 
sixth grader that was making kick-ass cutting boards and oh sorry and uh ask him for a job you know yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. can i can i be a, a guide on your fishing expeditions yeah <laughs> right yeah totally so um Which, and it, by the way jamal and i like uh summer up there in up so if you can hook us up so. oh heck yeah <laughs> <laughs> jamal could you take that i'm speaking on your behalf buddy you to take a like, fishing trip oh yeah it oh, would it well you know you know, as long as it's in the dead of summer and it's going to be a guaranteed eighty degrees, Jamal. Well, it, it, depends, it depends on how deep the water is. You know, I don't, I don't fool with the water too much. But uh, oh, we're gonna go, Jamal. You and I are gonna go trolling for trout. Matthew, hook us up. I'm a Boundary Waters guy, Matthew. So I, I love, I love the Northwoods. Oh, great! Yeah, we don't want to do nothing on on we can uh, hunt or anything like that. We don't want to do nothing on the land. I mean. Uh, uh, yeah, if you want to, you get you get you get you get uh, black bear and and wolves up there, right? Yeah, and moose. Oh God, yes. Mm-hmm. And bugs, bugs, very bad bugs. That's a hey, Matthew. You'll appreciate this. Uh, and and luckily, Jamal, this is this is one of those like, why are you guys talking best on the podcast? But uh, my wife, <laughs> I knew I married the right person. Uh, right after our honeymoon, we went up to uh, the Boundary Waters Canoe Area. Where you know that's as primitive as primitive could get, and yeah. uh, oh my gosh, just portaging over several lakes, and you know, hey, if you want to eat tonight, you got to catch trout. Mm, that is living. Ooh. That is living. Yeah, yeah. Small started up, started up podcast from the UP. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> it's the place to make it happen. Okay, Heck yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, well, Matthew, I, a, I appreciate you reaching out. We, we get emails all the time and, or DMs and it drives us nuts because like, Oh, I don't, I don't want to. And actually you were even nice. Like, look, I'm not looking for money. Um, but I did want to point out a, B and C. And so a, we appreciate that. Um, because we want to read people's comments online. Uh, but we have to get permission for that. But the fact that you, you got the wheels turning and, and we appreciate that Jamal and I deliberately, set out to put out ideas that are hopefully challenging and the fact that you're doing this and see your small school as a advantage is is everything to us correct jamal absolutely absolutely cool. without a doubt cool cool i mean like i i listen to you guys all the time and uh, i was telling jamal before you got when you're getting your drink of water done that you know it's really cool i i really think of like my pln i got this comic book in my head and you guys are like part of the Avengers squad and I'm, I'm kind of like this Spider-Man showing up and I just think it's kind of cool that uh I don't know I got this that, that that that's something that formulates in my head that there's this like superhero squad of teachers out there there really is yeah <laughs> there really is and that, sounds like a, that sounds like a book for teachers a comic book for teachers coming out soon <laughs> Why do I feel like I'll be the old Stan Lee guy? I don't know. <laughs> Jamal will be this real jacked guy, and I'll be the Stan Lee. Anyway. No, I got you. I got you my Iron Man, Don. There you go. There you go. I still need the technology. Well, uh, so seriously, Matthew, we appreciate it. Uh, you know, tell people where they can find you. I mean, let's let's uh, share out what you're doing. Do you? By the way, do you share some of your classwork on, on the social media sites? Uh. Y- yeah, Instagram's my jam. There you uh, go. Jack of all learning with periods between the words. Ooh. Uh, yep. Do uh, that again, Jack of all learning? Yep, Jack of all learning and then periods between each word. 
that's my that's my Instagram. That's that's my favorite medium. I'm a shop teacher, so our work is very visual. Awesome. So, so I'm constantly. Um, yeah. Uh, you want to see what goes through a shop teacher's brain? Like watch the stories. Uh, Instagram stories is my journal. It's my reflective journal, and that's I just awesome. I just go crazy on that. Uh, but I'm on Twitter too, Jack of all learning at learning as well. I just, there's no periods. It's just Jack of all learn in because the character count didn't work. Yeah. For Twitter. yeah. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn, Matthew Barber check. Uh, I, I got a school face. I got like a shop Facebook page. It's R M industrial arts. There you go. So I love and it. There, there's some stuff on YouTube. Search Matthew Barbercheck on YouTube. That's, that's how I do a lot of my CAD direct instruction is through YouTube. Well, that's awesome. Well, I didn't want to go too much into my backstory, but my dad was a shop teacher. What? Years. Oh, my dad, my dad listened. This is the all- guy that said you can't teach the same year 20 times. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, you're going to pander to me now. <laughs> No, my dad is still a. He listens on my podcast, so hello, Chuck Wetrick. But no, he talk about having it rough. He taught shop in the glory years, so he started teaching in nineteen sixty something. He's uh, I think sixty five is when we start teaching, and and in the glory the glory years of shop. And then, to some cruel irony, he went into guidance counseling, and they were like, "Hey, start start steering kids away from shop class." And he's like, this is a mistake, Don. You know, he told me, like, well, I wasn't born yet. But like, as years went on, he was like, you know, kids that can create, kids that can, anyway, you already know this. But yeah, my, yep, yep. my dad's ex-shop teacher. And then he turned guidance counselor and it just broke his heart because, you know, the quote unquote good kids take, you know, the advanced classes in philosophy and the kids mm-hmm. that don't think for themselves take shop. And he's like, no, that's the exact opposite. So. Hmm. You know, and when you when you had this, and you're talking like, "Hey, I've got this idea for shop class." Like, okay, you've already won my heart over because <laughs> that's cool. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, and it's crazy guidance counseling and shop teaching. I don't know what it is about. Uh, that's a common trend. I'm not there yet, but it's a lot of. Well, I thank God there's people out there like you. And then quite frankly, I've got to give credit where credits due. Hey, Mike Rowe. By the way, I have. Oh heck yeah. I, I've tried once. I've only tried once. I need to try again. By the way, if you can ever can help me, Mike. If anybody's yeah. listening, Mike Rowe. I've wanted him on my show for a long time. If you have, if he's like a cousin of yours, and then um, this is where people just kind of laugh. I want Trey and I want Trey Stone and Matt Parker on my show. If you know who they are, they're the creators of South Park. Oh, <laughs> word up! Yeah, that does be a highly appropriate show. Uh, they really are. But no, yeah. I, I uh, the fact that, that you, you're you're you know, you're doing this in the shop kind of a way that, you know, kids are creating. I just, I just love, yeah. just love this love. Jamal, final thoughts? Um, Man, I think, I think as far as our school system is concerned, we need more people like Matt trying to reverse engineer some, some students and helping yes. them um, grow and develop, um, understanding the market, understanding who they are, making them more self-aware but you know other than that man i think if 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 we have people like matt in the world we're gonna be okay i like the fact that he said reverse engineer too jamal that's one thing i my ears perked up when he said i'm trying to reverse engineer all right well uh a thank you again matt so i I really appreciate it If, if you haven't followed him again the instagram feed is jack of all learning jack 
period of period all period learning yep follow them i'm telling you you'll you'll enjoy it so matthew barbacek i appreciate you being on for jamal crook and matthew this is don wetcher reminding you there's opportunities everywhere we'll see you